Archd 107.9 Life. James here with you back at Cabra Dominican College again. It's so awesome. I've done like, you know, the last few weeks I've been down here at Cabra quite a bit. Joined by a whole new crew, year 10s this time. Is year that right, 10s, guys? That's right, yeah. absolutely. So uh, Georgia joins us. Hi, Georgia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Now, you're the second Georgia from Cabra we've had. Yeah. So we've had, we're going to have had two Georgias and two Bellas. Bellas here too, but she's going to be coming on in just a second. Uh, who's now affectionately known as the other Bella. That's how it's sort of come up. We'll get into that about why that's a thing. Joe joins us how are you going how's it going i'm doing all right i'm very well thanks so much for coming today and james i'm fantastic how are you we've got tons to talk about today we've got lots of stuff uh what's going to be coming up is stuff to do with the musical that was here at cabra we have the lead of the musical seriously i'm a bit starstruck uh, Georgia, you were also in the musical as well. You had a, a solo in the yes. musical too. So you were kind of a star too. Yeah, you could say that. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to cope. Anyway, so uh, we'll be talking all about that too. And this whole idea around uh, YouTube karaoke, what that is. Yeah. And actually how that then pertains to the musical, because there's actually a link between the idea of YouTube karaoke and your school musical. Yes. Okay. So we'll get into that. Also going to be talking about Choose Your Own Adventure. This is something that I remember a lot from my childhood that now has a completely new life now in a completely different way I did not know about. And we're also going to talk about the fact of going, um, are young children hardwired to be destructive? What is up with that? Seriously, we've got some stories we need to kind of share in order to dissect this point. Bella joins us. How are you going? I'm good. Great to have you here today. We were just talking, well, this came up during the break. We were talking about um, destructive children. And James, you were saying that you were, in fact, one of those repeat offenders as a child being uh, destructive. All the time. Tell me that's changed. Tell me you're no, now that you're a year 10, that, that you're, you no longer have that sort of like, that terrible twos, three-year-old need to just literally say, I see that, I break that. Definitely not anymore, but I remember I was running around the dinner table and my dad attempted to stop me and that didn't end up too well because I ended up flying through a wall. Big old Flying wall. through a wall. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of just tripped and fell into a wall. Okay, I'm guessing this is like a rock wall, not like a platform nine and three quarters solid brick wall. Oh, it was just plaster. So so this is just more like you just like just basically running a mark, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So can, can you remember any instances that happened where you like felt this need as a child to deliberately break things? Oh, I once threw a football directly at a window. Okay. Do you remember what was going through your mind when that happened? Need break now. Uh, is this something that sounds familiar to you? You have very destructive cousins, I think you were saying. Yeah. How old are they, um, Georgia? Um, so I have cousins that are nine, seven, five, and three. Okay, so this is around that age bracket where kids really do kind of yep. run amok the most. So can you think of a particular instance that happened where uh, you just went, that's just out of control, that's too much? It's just all the time. They'll just walk and anything. They'll just push it out of the way, move it. Uh, make a mess of everything. Like, yeah. there could just be food on the table and they'd just, like, throw it everywhere just because. Right. Um, they weren't, like, destructive, like, breaking things, but just, like, messing everything up. Right. Like, all the time. Why do you think this is, Bella? Why do you think young children feel the need to do this? And when does it change? Ooh. It's probably when their parent, Like, they've just had enough of their parents. Really? Yeah. You think a three-year-old child's had enough of their parents? Yeah. 
I think, but also I just think what? It's, it's fun. And then when you get to this age, you just realize that you can't do it anymore. Like it's just not socially acceptable, but it's still fun. Yeah. Like they have these break rooms. Like you can go into a room with like a hammer and like a baseball bat and just break things and throw plates at what's, walls. What's this? What are you talking about? I, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but you can a go- A break room. Cause I imagine you go to a break room. <laughs> it's like, you know, no. you're sort of like at work or you're at school or something like that. You want to go to the break room? Sure. And people are just sitting around and drinking coffee or doing whatever you go oh this isn't what i was hoping for at all i thought we we're gonna smash stuff yeah no it's like you can go to this place and you pay and then you have like safety glasses and all the safety equipment but you can just throw things and like break everything it's still fun like it's still and it's really good for like anger and stuff all right how does this sound james does this sound like you're going i need to find out where this place is oh that sounds fun time with friends honestly you know <laughs> one throws one up you uh you hit hit it with a baseball bat line up another one i'm thinking um like group birthday parties i yeah. think this to replace escape rooms and you know it makes going to bounce sound a bit naff now doesn't it? <laughs> you just go into a room and break things do you reckon uh maybe like a you know so sort of special packaged birthday thing for some of your cousins yes i think that'd be a very good you reckon idea. like what do yeah. you imagine would be there if you if they could design their own kind of escape room version of a break room what do you think they'd want to do what would be the thing they'd want uh definitely plates there's been plates. a lot of smash plates everywhere yeah what's with plates i don't know like we just go out and it's like not a family outing if a plate or a glass isn't smash are you kidding no joke. do you go to restaurants and stuff yeah Really? Time, yep. And we went on a cruise and the only thing that happened was knocking over drinks like every night, at least two. Really? Yeah. And what do the, the parents of the kids do? Like, do they just carry around lots of cash? <laughs> to go, right. So how many, now how many plates did we break today? There you nah, go. They know that it's going to happen, but they stop it. Like they try and stop it, but the kids just don't learn. They just do it again. Right. Yeah. So, any is there any strategies that you put in place for that at all? Like, I'm I'm just kind of curious to know what goes through the mind of a parent when when they have kids that break stuff. Um, they try and distract them with like coloring and like pencils and all that stuff. But then that's they just, nowhere near as fun as breaking <laughs> yeah, stuff. But then they just knock over. I want to smash this plate. Here's a Winnie the Pooh coloring book. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. But then they just knock over things while they're doing their coloring in, so it doesn't really right. fix anything. <laughs> now, uh, Bella and George. We were having a bit of a chat about um, the school musical was on recently, Fame Junior. Uh, we had Ronan and Bella, other Bella. <laughs> when Because uh, when Bella came in, she was like, I'm not sure if it's meant to be me or other Bella. And from then on, you became this kind of like almost legendary mythic yeah. figure, the yeah. other Bella. And then when mm. you thought, oh, I'm Bella. I'm like, there you go. But you were the lead, Bella, in this uh, in Fame. What is the lead in Fame? Um, so her name is Carmen. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think in the junior show, I personally didn't see her as the lead or anything, but I did sing the song Fame in the musical Fame. So I guess. Oh yeah, You're the, <laughs> you sing that song. Yeah. You're the lead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So um, when you said you don't think in the Fame Junior, because the Fame Junior is different to the Fame yes. full length Fame Senior, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not called Fame Senior. Um, it's just like I wasn't on stage more than anyone else. I didn't have any like extra songs than anyone else. You know, so like it wasn't like I was. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how. Okay. Yeah. You try. You, you, is, is this? Are you? Are you? Is this humble bragging? Is this what they call it? Like I was the lead, but I wasn't really the lead. You know. I mean, yeah. No, I got well, no extra time that he went. Just playing it off. Just playing it off. 
<laughs> well, actually, I like actually one of my the, my favorite bits about the show. One of my costumes, I had a costume change on stage. Like oh. I, I whipped one of my dresses off, like behind someone, right. and then underneath was this gold sequined uh-huh. shorts and top. Right, and they're all gold sequined, and then I come off stage and I'm supposed to be like a human disco ball. That was the best bit of yeah. the show. Like cool. just coming out and like that's that outfit. Was and what was the, the reaction from the audience when that happens? Oh, because like lots of ooh and ah. Yeah, there was like a dance break, and then I come back. Like, so my character in the show, she goes away, like she leaves, and then for the bows, I come back, and I'm wearing that same sparkly gold outfit, and yeah, it was like a bit of a like whoa moment from the audience. Yeah, and Georgia, you were in the musical as well. You had a solo as well. Yes. So you guys must both be great singers. And actually, no, I know that's true because I was talking to Miss Rossi in the in the staff room uh, at recess. Where are you? And I was like, how are the students going? And uh, I said, they're, they're fantastic. And uh, they said, you know, uh, they're in my class. And I'm like, yeah, no, I've heard all about it. <laughs> that um, you had played a uh, song from the musical as kind of like an, an opening thing. But then she just said, but she's an amazing singer. Amazing. I can so what you can vouch for that? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So not putting you on the spot, but um, anyway. But uh, uh, so, what was the role that you played, uh, Georgia? Um, so in I was Mabel, and she was a girl that was a dancer, but she was worried about her body weight, right? And about how she looked being a dancer. She didn't fit into the the body type of a dancer. So yeah. And what was the song that you did? Um. So I did Mabel's prayer, and that was her just praying that she could lose weight and she could fit into that body type oh, full on dances. Yeah. that must have been full on yeah but like the end of the song it's like a big turning point for oh, her oh yeah and then is she it? she realises that if that's not who she is she doesn't want to be someone else she wants to be who she is and right and then she becomes an actor I see. Changes to that. You know, I was. I was um, watching. Okay, don't judge me. I was watching an interview with Anna Kendrick this morning. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we and because she did, and it's this great clip with her with uh, Stephen Colbert, the talk show host. And I didn't know that Stephen Colbert did musical theatre. Mm. That was something. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. Because he was in like this Sondheim musical, mm. like on Broadway or whatever. Like it's like wow, yes. crazy. And they did this one Sondheim song together. And it's if you haven't seen the video, it's definitely worth seeing because they are just such wonderful singers. And Anna Kendrick's kind of nuts. She's kind of can just jump into anything and, you know, mm. total musical theatre person. But she was talking about the fact of going when she was in Pitch Perfect that people call it a musical, but it's not actually a musical because there's a definition for it. Like, because it's not a musical because um, we're aware that we're singing. So the singing is like now we're breaking into song. And also the songs don't further the plot. Yeah. So, which is kind of what you're saying, that she's using this kind of uh, uh, song as a kind of like this transitional vehicle, you know, that you come out the other side a different person. Yeah, like if that song wasn't there, it probably wouldn't make much sense. The way that this show worked, though, you didn't have a band. You had to run a backing track for it, which kind of... You know, we were talking about that and it led on to the whole idea that, you know, it's not so it's not a karaoke musical because you've got a backing track. But essentially, that's kind of how karaoke works. You have a backing track and then you sing, sing across. on top. And of course, you were acting and there was staging and lighting and yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, you know, if it's karaoke, man, it is deluxe karaoke, you know, like really, <laughs> really deluxe, premium. fully staged. But Bella, 
karaoke, um, like YouTube karaoke is something that you do. Yes, it's one of my favorite pastimes. It's the first thing I do when I'm home alone. I will whip out the YouTube and type up karaoke and that's when I can scream. And how, and how many like karaoke songs do you have? Like what's on your rotation list? How many do you have? Oh, well, kind of just like anything, what I'm doing in singing, just like what comes up in the recommended, you know? Yeah. It's really just, you know, I'll just hit play and I'm just down to sing anything. Righto. Yeah. Do you have a sort of a fairly big repertoire of songs that you know that you can kind of get to? Oh, but I guess with the karaoke thing, that kind of appears on the screen too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I also think it's a helpful way to like learn songs. But yeah. I would say my repertoire is pretty big. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just so happens that uh, we'd, we'd set this up beforehand. We're not going to try and make out that this is somehow this like, <laughs> it just so happens <laughs> I've got something here before. Because, you know, on, again, that whole thing with uh, like the uh, the Jimmy Fallon with the um, uh, celebrity impersonator generator. Have you seen that? Oh, where yeah. People sing like that. That's all completely pre-done. Yes. They well. know exactly what's coming up because, uh-huh. of course, they can do all the voices. So I'm not going to make out that we're somehow better than that. We're doing this, <laughs> But we were talking about songs that you do in mm. this karaoke way. And you have been so kind to say, <laughs> yes, I'm quite happy to give a demo of what karaoke sing-along can actually sound like. So YouTube karaoke can sound like. Yes. So Okay, so this is, uh, can you um, just explain what this song is before um, we get into it? So this song is called What Baking Can Do. It's from a musical Waitress, um, which was based on the movie Waitress. Such <laughs> a good movie. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. Oh, it's real. It's, it's one of my all-time favourite movies. Mm. I think it's incredible. Yeah, well, this is my favourite musical. I actually saw it. I was in New York about like two years no. ago. No. Yeah, so I got to see it. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's just really heartfelt. And Sarah Borelli's writes the music and oh, she's so amazing. Good. Yeah, so good. All so, right, well, let's get into it. So this yeah. is What Baking Can Do. Here we go, <laughs> Bella. Make it work, make it easy. Make it clever and craft it into pieces. Make it sweet, cramp the edges. Or make it sour and serve with lemon wedges Even dough can be delicious And it washes off of all the dirty dishes When it's done, I can smile It's on someone else's plate for a while I'll place it on display And then I'll slice it Forever, I'll make it 
ask her about So with flower on my hands I'll show them all how Goddamn happy I am Sugar, butter, flour Don't let me down Let's see the next amazing thing Baking does now Wow, far <laughs> out! <laughs> Um, yeah, so. that's that's like nuts. Like that's a that's a proper like it's just that sounded like that could have just been a like a soundtrack album. <laughs> Thanks. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I love too that your voice isn't kind of what you know when you started singing. It wasn't kind of what I was expecting either. Because you expect you go, I'm a I'm a musical theater person. Yeah. You expect a musical theater voice to be this kind of specific sound. Yeah, musical theater tends to be really nasally, and that's because a lot of it is really high. And so right. the nasal and kind of like, you know, it's it's because they're trying to reach those high notes. But I think, too, it's, it's not just that. I mean, because you'd say, like, you know, um, like, even if you look at, like, the difference between Kristen Chenoweth and um, um, Idina Menzel from Wicked, yeah. their voices are very different. But stylistically, it's that very stylized yeah. way of overpronunciation. Yeah. Uh, like there's just that style of doing that. But I get, you kind of approach that differently. And I guess... Um, that's great because it shows that there's different kinds of voices now that can be sort of yeah, in that. Yeah, and I guess it's also different depending on the setting. Like if I was on stage, I would have definitely like handed up a bit more. Right. And like I would have overpronounced a bit more because that just helps the audience understand. But when you have a mic like this close Oh, I guess. Mouth, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess because you've got to the, – the, and again, what we're saying, like the song – furthers the story forward yeah. so people have to know go what did you just say yeah, was that like a plot point mm, they have to understand like what's actually happening yeah uh now when i was growing up as just a young lad you know choose your own adventure books were the thing they really were the thing so we're going like okay so we're going pre-internet <laughs> days here okay i'm just gonna come out and say it um <laughs> so um unlike you guys who probably wouldn't remember a time before the internet was a thing nope okay so that's no. just nuts to me scary yeah well not scary so much but just kind of like a it's it's an interesting notion to think of it as something that's always been there like yeah. you look at the internet the same way that i look at like cars yeah like you kind of yeah as long as i remember we were driven around it's in cars but yeah you know, because I, and in a way i think that's that's exactly the point it is that life changing yeah the ability to be able to do that and uh we were talking yesterday when we were getting uh sort of like working out what we're going to talk about today and we're talking about um encyclopedias and i've been to a library to find out what encyclopedias were realizing that this is very much a pre-internet yep. thing because <laughs> all encyclopedias really live there now and so that's kind of like a big change but so in the pre-internet days you know books were kind of one of the only bastions you'd kind of go to for things as they got released i'd kind of collect them more and more now you were saying uh uh joe that choose your own adventures do live on now but in a kind of a different form yeah so format? um people have adapted um choose well choose your own adventure um genre into um a modern video game kind of scene so we've got uh, a company called telltale they're producing um, Choose Your Own Adventure, essentially games that follow a storyline. Sometimes it can be like um, 
like they have a Batman uh, version of that um, video game, so you can play a as Batman, Batman choose your own adventure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's like the the players' um, decision decisions and choices will um, affect the storyline further on. Uh huh. Uh, but you get to play through essentially like the same storyline, and like more or less will come to one of like let's say two or three and how kind of complex does the storyline get because choose your own adventures was a very simple nowadays kind of can, set of options yeah they like, can be they can be very very complex nowadays i was gonna say because they're like going the endings were like going you know they'll have on the front cover they'll go you know it has 18 possible endings you know which means there's only really however many strands yeah. of different kind of like paths you can take but when you get into like video game territory you can go down as many rabbit yeah, holes as you want depending on the game and the developer it can be like limitless there have been like when it comes to RPGs like role playing games like Skyrim you can end up in a whole bunch of different places most people wouldn't have like it can be like an individual playthrough each time one person plays it right and, and then from there you can like uh, pe- players will be editing games and they can change them up themselves and add their own story elements now this right? is something that you've done James yeah you do this kind of thing with story modding you were trying to explain it to me before but I didn't quite get it can you sort of go through it again what makes game mo- modifying games game modding like so much fun well I think to go back to pick your own adventure books um, an audience has always had an interest in a you know, affecting the outcome, feeling like they've had an impact. Mm. So if you look at games like uh, Dragon Age, now there's a, I guess, mechanic in that called World State, in which all your decisions in the first game, you can import into the second game and the third game. Right. Everything you did actually mattered. That influenced how things happened. Right. So I think modding, when you have, so initially there's maybe a couple options, but in essence, it's really limited. But when the community can decide how things happen and even improve and add upon what's there, it creates a medium that you truly feel a part of, which I think is the appeal for me personally. Now, Georgia, now somehow everyone seems to agree that if there's a gathering, uh, like a friend sleepover, a party, a dinner, anything that is kind of happening that is an event that is happening in a co-curricular way, it's not really going to be fun until you arrive. Yeah, that's what people say. That is what people say. And it seems everyone seems to be quite unanimous on that. Why, from your perspective, as the person who is essentially, inverted commas, the party, what is it about what you bring? Because I think everyone's going to want to know this because everyone wants to be the life of the party, right? Yeah. Well, everyone except you, of course, because you are. <laughs> but like uh, speaking as a life of the party, what, what are some absolute must-haves? Um, well, I think I'm just very hype all the time. Like, okay, bring a lot of energy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, talk to talk about the lights. Okay, so in my room, I have these lights. It's a globe in my, like, in my room, and it just goes into my normal light, and they just, like, change colours, and I just go in there, and I just put my headphones in, and I just jump up and down and listen to music with my party lights on. Okay, and do you, you were saying as well that you have party lights that you can take with you. I am the party lights if I go somewhere. Oh, right. how, does, <laughs> how does that work? Um, well, I just hype everyone else up. Okay, well, I've been friends with Georgia for about like three years and literally just anything she says is just funny and just like the way that she is and like her presence. It's just like, yeah, I think it is your energy. And I just think you're like also the happiest person. 
like just everything like you know it's never like a bad day you're just always like yeah today's gonna be a good day and it's like that kind of happiness is contagious isn't yeah, it like 100%. you kind of go yeah you know you still go, things can't be so bad because you're so happy you know so that's yeah. just really great and even if it's like the boringest of like events or even like just hanging out, you're like, she'll just like make it fun. Like she just has that fun energy. Now, like you've got red hair, Georgia. Yes. Okay, <laughs> very cool. Now, do you think that somehow there is a genetic red hair fun and, you know, sort of like happiness life of the party gene with redheads? I think it's true, yeah. Yeah? Yep, because my younger brother and my dad, they're both very uh, funny and loud. And I think it just runs, you know. There and is something in that. Yeah, we have friends with red hair and they're all really wild. Yeah. Loud. <laughs> <laughs> but you seem quite, I mean, now you seem, you don't seem particularly loud. Yeah, I've learned when the right time is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's sometimes cool. I forget when the wrong time, like the right time to be loud is. Like, you'll be really late at night and everyone would be going to bed and I'd just be like, I don't know, just like dancing down the hallway or doing something really loud. Right. But I started to learn. And I think people do kind of get, get that sense of going, you know, um, uh, people with red hair will always bring bring the fun and be great people to have around. Because I was talking with um, uh, Katie before, who was going to be here today, old scholar of Cabra, but couldn't come. And we were talking a little bit on the phone about, uh, you know, could you add anything to the whole thing with her having red hair too to this whole thing, where she then dropped the bombshell that she wasn't really a redhead at all and had been dyeing her hair the whole time through high school. But we won't even get into that. It's a separate <laughs> topic. But what she did add later on, she texted me straight after that and went, oh, you should talk about the fact that like um, Emma Stone and Amy Adams have all started dyeing their hair red to the point where that's what people think their hair colour is. Are they not redheads? No. So they're fake? Yes. They're fake. No, Emma Stone has like blonde hair. Does she? Yes. Oh, no. See, but why does that rock your world, Bella? Tell me. I just am, like, when I see Emma Stone and I see Amy Adams, I just see red. Like, I, I know. Just see, they're just, they're redheads. And your thought about that is you go, they are... Yeah, funny. Funny. Because oh. <laughs> they are funny. Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe uh, it's a placebo effect. Uh, well, I don't know. I think they are, though, genuinely funny. But does yeah. having red hair make you funnier? Does it Maybe enhance they're it? funny and then they dye their hair red. So they, so people know that they're funny. Oh, I see. It's an indicator. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're funny. Like they might just be funny, but as soon as you've got red hair. Yeah. Just people people know it's serious yeah. then. People know, yeah, we're not mucking around anymore. Yeah. I'm seriously bringing the fun. Maybe, yeah. I can't deal with the fact that they're fake redheads. Really? Do you yeah. want to talk through that? You're going to be all right? Out there. It's really an issue for me now. Why? I. <sighs> people dye their hair all the time. Why does it matter if people dye their hair red? Because that, that's what I think their hair colour is. And it doesn't look dyed. Like, uh. they just, like, in their head. Oh, God. No. But how many people have, like, dyed, like, blonde hair? You wouldn't even think twice about that, would you? No, I actually wouldn't. Why not? Red, oh, to me, redhead is just, like, a character. It's a personality trait. <sighs> there it is. It's because a personality it's so unique. trait. Yeah. Yeah. Arch D 1079 Life here at Cabra. Uh, this has been the third show that we've done here so far this year. This year with this awesome group of year 10s, uh, Georgia, James, Bella, and Joe have been uh, our announcers here today. How's it been, guys? 
It's been fun. Yeah. I've had a good time. Awesome. It's been fantastic having you on. Uh, We've talked about a whole stack of things. If you missed any of the stuff that we talked about, you can hear it too on the podcast, which you can find by going to your favorite podcast platform. What's your favorite podcast platforms, guys? Spotify. 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 Yep. Spotify. It's there. Also, uh, Apple Podcasts, which is what we now have to call iTunes, even though it's more of a mouthful, um, (laughs) as well as SoundCloud and like all the others as well. But they're kind of, I guess, the main ones. It's been a fantastic show. Uh, You guys programmed all the music today, too, which was just great. So literally from like... Uh, top to bottom this show is all your show so we worked out what we're going to be talking about how it was all going to run everything so and you mixed it edited it everything so um, great job fantastic stuff Uh, we are here every Wednesday night from 9 every Saturday night from 10 stay tuned to 1079 Life for more of your music please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram as well Uh, we've got lots of stuff lots of behind the scenes photos and things like that uh, from the shows that we record but we will see you in a couple of days bye see ya bye (laughs) Bye.